All right. <clears throat> we had, had a, a problem there. Temp thing. All right, guys. Well, it's apparently 100 degrees outside, and yep. Apple hasn't made their stuff with mm -hmm. AC yet. <laughs> no, because they're all in Cupertino, California. It's so nice and beautiful there. All right, so let's get to our show. Um, again, we're Dashboard Disciples. I'm James. This is Matt. This is Matt, and we are um, coming with another episode. So we've pretty much finished up Letters to the Church by Francis Chan. Um, I mean, we're not pretty much finished up. We're, we're fully finished. Right now, for the next couple of weeks, until we find our next series that we're going to go through, um, we're just going to have some just kind of open conversations about experiences in the church around popcorn it. and um and our experiences in life and things like that um and so today our topic is going to be church and politics what have been your experiences okay so regarding church and politics not church politics that's a church, different yeah, episode yeah it is a different episode um but i'm talking about i'm talking about like this democrat republican libertarian like voting especially during election years is where the church I've seen come becomes more and more divided. Um, what have been your experiences as far as church and politics, and so po politic preaching from the pulpit? My experience has been that pastors do not want the want those two to mix, but like every once in a while, you kind of just in getting to know people. Because uh, if they're your church, like you're going to end up knowing your church family. Mm -hmm. You're going to, I think, at least where where my experience has been, every church that I've been to has had a bent mm -hmm. towards the conservative. And that's, we're in the Bible Belt, all that's so no surprise. But, um, and I think where the money is made is for those churches that maybe have a diversity of political views. That's... That's where I think it could get tricky because I don't think, like, if anyone said, if everyone for the most part has the same, I guess, political bent, then there's not, that doesn't become a natural place of division. There will be other points, other matters in the church, which will, which has the potential to divide that, but this issue wouldn't be it. And so I, I guess I've been fortunate that has not driven away people in all the churches I have been in. I don't know if that's been the case with you. I mean, honestly, like... <clears throat> You've been around and attended more churches just I across have. the country. I have. So. Um, but in many ways, I haven't... I will say that I don't think I've ever been in a church long enough to where we start getting into, like, the political stuff. You He's know. a church hopper. Yeah, I was, no, I'd be... I, I was for a long time. I mean, I don't think I ever spent more than maybe two to three years at a church mm. for the longest time. I mean, um, other than the Catholic church I grew up in, you know, which I spent, what, 15 years there. Yeah. But, but especially in, like, the Catholic church I grew up in, politics isn't something that was ever discussed. But from, is it like... And other places, I mean, other the gospel. I'm just like, no, oh, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> you're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, like, like in most places, like though, could you perceive a a bent towards one way? 
my experience has been with every mm. every single person in my family that is uh well i wouldn't say every but a, a vast majority i would say a good 90 percent of my family who is catholic also has democrat or uh, progressive viewpoints mm -hmm. which and i so i don't know if that's the case everywhere i'll go as far as saying uh, in my experience the churches that rise and fall on their political views mm -hmm. are the churches that lack the most empathy. Okay. And let me, and then I'll, I'll explain that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because I've seen, I mean, I've seen great, of course, I, I know amazing Republican, hardcore conservative Republican people. I know some great Democrat, you know, Voters, you know, like, mm -hmm. but when I really break down to the core of why somebody votes the way they vote or believes what they believe, obviously outside of the gospel, you know, I'm talking about when they, when I say believe what they believe, I mean like what they practice socially or governmentally. Mm -hmm. um, it comes from experience. It comes from a certain type of life experience. Um, you know, for example, outside of the, of the faith belief that uh, in the issue of abortion, outside of the faith, faith belief that, that life is valuable mm -hmm. and should be protected, you know, um, outside of that core belief, there are people that vote pro-choice simply based on their their financial status, where they where they come from. Poor people tend to vote more pro-choice than pro than people that are a little bit more financially comfortable. From my experience, I don't have data on that. Don't quote me on that. Don't you know? I'm saying from my experience and what I've seen. And the reason I've seen that is because I mean it's the same reason why there are more Planned Parenthoods in the hood than there are <laughs> in in the suburbs. Yeah. Um, the 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 what's been ingrained in minds is obviously kids are expensive, and so there's this mentality, there's this trap mentality, like I might you know because of a choice I made, be I won't be able to go to high school or graduate high school or graduate college or ever go to college because I don't have to raise a child, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. So. They, they think kid equals chained down. So they're more pr prone to, because I need, to, I need to get out of my situation, I need to get out of the situation, more, more prone to make certain choices um, along that aspect, and then vote in that direction, you know? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> because, you know, those opportunities need to be there or whatnot. Uh, I'm not, I, I am not at all saying that it's the right thing to do um I'm I'm just what I'm what, what I'm doing right now is I'm just sharing why people vote or why people make certain decisions or vote the way they do I'm not condoning any anyone's any sort of behavior I'm just state I guess stating just the fact uh, as to why but that trap mentality they don't feel like they could bring that to the church right no yeah absolutely not and and uh yeah is that because we are in the Bible Belt, you think? 
Um, no, I don't. No. I think okay. it's because of, um, because I mean, having lived in California, you know, which is probably farther from the Bible boat you can get. <laughs> um, Any abortion capital of the world. Yeah, but, I mean, okay. it, it was still something that within the church was like, no, like, but I will say there was a lot more empathy when it came to people that felt they were faced with the decision of abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of shaming people that made that decision mm-hmm. or or were thinking to make that decision, instead of shaming it in that way, they had more of a tendency of empathizing in that direction. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, let's talk about why you feel in this, you know, um, and were, you know, so it wasn't so much of a conservative, like, vote, what more was it like, well, we need to, instead of making our lawmakers make these decisions for us, we need to help people make the decisions for themselves. Yeah. And. Yeah, and no, that's, that's how, that's the church returning to its core mission, that you, mm are an equipping machine for fo- for followers of Christ, not a um, a dictator, a dictating voice on what you're supposed to do, but will give you the tools to make the decision for mm-hmm. you. And uh, and we'll present scriptures best as we know how, and then you make your decision because you're ultimately accountable for your decisions before God. So, and so that, no, that, that's, that's definitely the right approach. And maybe that's the lens to which maybe we talk about uh, stuff in this episode. Like, like whatever political decisions you make, remind you you're going to have to be accountable for that decision before God. And, and um, kind of an interesting thing because this isn't the case for every Christian, for every Christian across the world. Because like they live in totalitarian, there's Christians in totalitarian governments where they don't get a choice. We mm. get a choice on those on these issues. And so and so for us because we are given graced with that responsibility um and and we have that freedom like I I think there might be universal agreement on this in the church that because we do, in in America because we do uh we do live in a land where that is free or it is free to do, to have whatever political opinion you want. Maybe the maybe the thing the universal consensus should be, you just need to vote. Like, we can talk about what that vote looks like, but you need to be registered to vote and go to vote. So, for if, if you guys are watching in right now, David McDougal is on the phone with us. What's up? Um, Coming from what West Texas? What 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 city are you in? Monahans, Monahans, Texas, the oil capital of the world. Dude, <laughs> what's the thing is Monahans is like one of the top ten most conservative uh, cities in America. Nice. I may fit in more than what I thought. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, never mind. You know, I like so, so uh, McDougal. What have been what have been your experiences inside the church and politics and whether they belong there or not? And the last church I served at in Florida, um, there was this big debacle between the pastor and a couple deacons where um, 
you know, they were very much like Freemasons and stuff and got into the whole argument about that and how the church denounces the Freemasons. And so it got real political, if you will. Um, yeah. So much so that the pastor ended up leaving because, you know, it's just, I mean, based off of everything I've read, the Freemasons are a pretty dark thing, you know, but, um, that's besides the point but he ended up leaving we stayed for a little while and then we kind of got pushed out which is okay uh god had a plan and that's how i ended up in monahan's um being in monahan's you know it's really conservative and matt will tell you straight up uh i've been probably one of the more conservative people he knows um in my stance on things mm -hmm, definitely uh, up there and, and <clears throat> And I've always been, up until probably three months ago, when uh, I really feel like God uh, has changed my heart in a, <laughs> in a miraculous way. Let me put it that way. But I, I've always been a pretty vocal person. Um, I'm, I'm not afraid to express my opinion. Um, and so, I mean, Matt, would you agree with that? Um, that's what I kind of chuckled a little bit at that when you were saying that because like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Dougal's never been afraid to share his opinion. Um, so, so yeah. Um, and no, I even complimented him one night cause we were talking on the phone. Uh, and he's, he just really like, <laughs> I was like, man, I am not talking to the same dude I knew in college because <laughs> He, the dude that I know in college, never would have stood for or been okay with uh, just hearing someone out, staying on social media, putting their putting their opinion out there. Like, um, so I'm like, man, Dougal, you've grown up. You or you well, have grown up. Look at you. Well, okay, so I posted a, a, a gift the other day of where a guy was. Uh, uh, it said something about posting something on Facebook, and then. It was another guy holding him back, saying the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, for me, like, I used to be real quick to comment and, you know, defend, you know, defend um, very conservative views, like uh, abortion is wrong. Um, you know, the Bible says that homosexuality is wrong. Um, you know, uh, my gun rights, I love guns. You know, I used to be very vocal about these things. And, uh, you know, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement going on, I used to be very vocal about, you know, how I think that the Black Lives Matter movement creates more disunity than it creates unity. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I may still hold those views, and that's okay that I hold those views. Um, but for me, what what has changed is... I, I it, There's a fine line here because... You know, a lot of people say, you know, don't damage your witness and, and damaging your witness. Cool, I get it. Like, at the same time, you know, um, my thing is this, and I, I preached a sermon a couple weeks ago on the greatest commandment of love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and it man just battling through that scripture a scripture i've read a million times is really has changed my outlook on what it really means to love your neighbor yeah. um and it 
is it doing me more good to stand and picket, you know, Planned Parenthood and say, you know, abortion is wrong? Is it doing me, is it doing the kingdom good for me to stand there and do that? Or is it damaging my possibility, my, my uh, ability to possibly reach someone who is going through the darkness that may be abortion? Um, is me saying, me being very verbal about homosexuality being wrong, uh, more helpful to somebody who is a who's a practicing struggling homosexual, or is it is it hurting my ability to even? I'm, I'm telling you, you can you can sit there and say homosexuality is wrong all day long, but when you do that, someone who is struggling with homosexuality isn't going to talk to you at all. You've completely cut them off. You've completely alienated them, and you've completely pushed them away from the gospel. And so for me. When it comes to being a Democrat or a Republican, uh, we as Americans have become so uh, encapsulated or so so engrossed, yeah, engrossed, yeah, engrossed, fixated on being identified as a Republican or cons- or, or a Democrat that we lose the, the the sight and the identity that our identity is supposed to be Christ. And so, the reality is, mm-hmm. this is like we're so. We're so focused on um, defending the fact that we're a Republican, or defending the fa- and defending the fact that we're a Democrat, or defending Black Lives Matters, or defending these things, that we lose sight of the the fact that now people see you as a bigot, a, a gun-toting Trump supporter, or they see you as a snowflake liberal, or whatever you want to call it, or. You know, they don't see you as someone who follows Jesus. Mm. And and the reality is this, is that, you know, whether I'm a conservative or a Democrat, you know what, I may vote. It doesn't matter who I vote for. Um, I can tell you right now, just to be transparent, I lean more conservatively. So I'll probably vote conservatively. Mm. But that's not anybody's business. And the very fact... The very fact that I I do my my duty, I guess, as an American, as Matt says, and vote. The reality for me is this: like, yes, my vote might matter, but when it comes to Jesus and the kingdom, is it more important for me to be a patriotic American, or is it more important for me to be someone who loves Jesus and loves people? Um. I'm very passionate about this because I think if we as Christians stopped stopped pointing fingers at people and saying that they're wrong and and saying you know that our our you know beliefs in Christianity is being attacked and being worried about being persecuted, mm-hmm. then if, if we stopped worrying about those things and started worrying about people's lives and their salvation, then that's how we change the world we don't change it by being a patriotic american in fact america's not going to be in heaven with us yeah yeah uh, definitely it was it was really funny um i mean <clears throat> i i agree along the same lines as you do um but oh, hold on real quick yeah sorry about that no i i i agree definitely along the same lines as you do when it comes to, um, you know, like loving your neighbor as yourself and, and, you know, 
it was funny on you know this past week you know we're, we're having our vbs this week you know and so the last two weeks i've been you know of course with all the virtual vbs stuff because you know of all the covid craziness i've matt's been there where i'm like having to i'm editing everything together to broadcast it and um with all that being said i don't know if you've ever i'm sure you've edited before uh mcdougall um, oh yeah it's like you got to listen to the same video 18 different times <laughs> you know before it you uh, know you gotta yeah listen to it then you gotta go back okay wait that transition didn't work gotta go back again anyway all that we have vbs has those missions videos and i was trying to edit it into our to our broadcast and everything and one of them had to do with I don't know if you already had those VBS, but it had to do with these missionaries in Italy. And I thought that was kind of funny because the mom of the missionary family said, before we share the gospel or any truth with these people that we're ministering to, we spend months just building a relationship with them. Mm. Absolutely. Like just be like just getting to know who they are, going to dinner with them, having dinner, having them over you know, playing board games, <clears throat> just doing life with them. And then after a series of weeks or months is when they introduce the gospel and they share their faith. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I think that when it comes to the politic thing, so many Christians are so quick to... I don't know if it's just grow the numbers in their church mm -hmm. or make sure that they don't get hurt by falling in love with some family that leaves three weeks later or, or something that like they immediately just tell it like it is the first couple of weeks of a family getting there. Mm -hmm. Don't even give it a chance to build that relationship and burn bridges. You yeah, know? for sure. I, yeah. I agree. And I, I do think too, uh, to, to, I guess, because, you know, you brought up the verse about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Those, I mean, you know, the great commandment. If we're going to truly believe that, that you know, um, that we're loving God with everything that we have, our whole, our whole totality of being part of that, yes, is absolutely, it absolutely is your mind. And so it's because out of your love for God that you will try to educate yourself on the issues that you try to hear viewpoints other than your own. You you do all these things to uh, encourage some, to encourage inclusive in some inclusive talk within your world. I guess that you're yeah. not that you don't that you have not made for yourself an echo chamber. And uh, uh, and I, I think, I mean, just looking, I guess, kind of at the witness really of Proverbs, I think. That's something Solomon would also encourage as well. Mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah. so I would, I, I would kind of say, I would say that you'd have to know the philosophical differences which each side is coming to. Like if you, it, like for instance, if one side is encouraging a tribalism, and this this is both sides. This is a concert, an extreme conservative and an extreme progressive will encourage tribalism okay that like that that's just how it would be they will want you to um to to base yourself 
to identify yourself based on a group rather than your individual responsibility. And that the great commandment is not a encouragement to do that. So you've got to understand like, like God in, in the great commandment, God, there's an individuality ethic in that because it's love the Lord, your God. That's a singular thing. The your is singular, not plural. So it's not a group. It's that's on an individual level and loving your neighbors yourself. It's not one group of people loving another. It's an individual thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's you, it's you loving everyone. Yeah. It's and you I'm, as the individual loving everyone. And so you got to understand that the extremes of both sides, they, they will encourage you to want to fall into a group mentality, a mm -hmm. tribalism. And that, that is not something that is, that is right. Philosophically, that isn't, that is a philosophical impasse. And so I'll say that number one and number two, I think something, something that I guess moderates, whatever, however you want to describe what a moderate is, someone who probably doesn't want to go too extreme right or too extreme left will try to say, um, you know, stuff like we all want the same thing. Well, we got to ask, we got to really honestly like challenge that because those who are on the extremes on the extreme right and extreme left there. And those who are sensible and kind of in the middle somewhere, that's going to be a complete difference. Okay. In both areas of camp, those who live on the extremes they are not going to want the same things as the ones in the middle. So wow. like, like as much as we want to say, yes, that there has to be some inclusive stuff for sure. You got to realize that there are those who don't want inclusive thought. They want exclusive thought. Like, but, and so, so we, we have to first realize philosophical divides and we got to realize, we've got to realize where we can include others as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's that's the thing. Is like, like I would even challenge that. And I would even go a step further and say, you know, Paul. He he's very clear. He says that I become all things to all people for the sake of the gospel, that I may be able to reach just one. Now, what Paul's saying is, he's not saying, hey, I compromise my conviction and you know I fall into sin to support the Gentiles. But what he's saying is that you know, like he tries to level with all people. You know, when he's with the Gentiles, he'll eat like the Gentiles do. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's kind of what he's talking about there. And I, I think that you know, we as our human nature is—I honestly think that American Christianity and American Christians don't really know what it means to be a Christian in some ways. And I'm not saying all. Like I, I want to be clear about that. But what I will say is that. You know, I think we're so more we're more focused on being right, either side, either extreme, mm -hmm. more focused on being right than being humble. Mm. And I think that ultimately, um, if people would set aside their pride, and this is weird coming from me, I know Matt, but if people would set aside their pride and and live humbly then I think that we would see a difference. Like, nobody wants to respect anybody else's opinion. Like, for me, I I think it's okay to be Switzerland. I think it's okay to be in the middle. But 
both extremes say if you don't think this way then you're this mm-hmm. and if mm. you don't think this way then you're that and they don't uh, it's almost like the, the United States right now is forcing you to want to choose one way or the other and the reality is that I think if we choose one way or the other then we are not being Christ I think that Christ is a whole different avenue than either side Mm. Mm -hmm. and I think that that's the problem is people are trying like especially with with I know most Baptist churches in the state of Texas and even further in the Bible Belt, they they want to lean to the one side because well one that's what most of their congregation is um, that's the, they think alike. They're you know they're united in that way of thinking. But what they do is they alienate themselves from the from from the rest of society. And our job as Christians, first and foremost, is to what make disciples for sure. Mm-hmm. Make disciples and to advance the gospel. And we don't do that when we choose one side or the other. I can promise you that. Yeah, and so, I, I would put it kind of a different. I would put it. The only thing I would kind of put slightly different is that Christ, he's not, he transcends the the tribalism and the, yeah. uh, he transcends yeah. all of it. He's not, he's not like against tribalism or for tribalism or he's not for the individual or against the individual. I think he transcends it all is I, I, because, because um, as someone who is a part of the Trinity, which is in a sense, a tribe, a group, whatever. Um, and as someone who is in, who's also individually God, you got to say, you got to say that he's both. He's, he, he lands in both camps. So I, I would say that he transcends it more so than anything else. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree that he transcends it, but I would also say he challenges it. Because, I mean, just look at him going to the well and talking to the Samaritan woman. Like, that's a clear cross of boundaries that's separating himself from the culture he grew up in yeah and that's crossing the boundary um so i i would say that i would say that he but remember to what he said to the syrophoenician woman i have come for the lost sheep of israel mm-hmm. so this is it's both it's like i say it's both he transcends it both. He can, he 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 was all things to all people before Paul said all things to all people. Right. So so I I would say I think the better way to put that is that he transcends it. Just my thought, my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I don't disagree. Yeah. No, I mean I I don't have anything to say. I mean I say both. I mean just simply that. Now the the question that I wanted to ask both of you guys. Um, and kind of more towards McDougal because I know you, you're talking about being more f- on the conservative camp. And here's one thing that I have seen that is almost kind of bothersome in the church. On the conservative uh, side or at No, and it's just in general. Okay. Like the whole, I mean, and, it, it, and I would say because it's an election year, <laughs> I've heard this more than anything. The you can't call your, yourself a Christian if X, Y, or Z. If you vote X, Y, or Z. So basically it's like, 
Democrats are saying you can't vote, be, call yourself a Christian if you vote Republican. Republicans are saying you can't call yourself a Christian if you vote Democrat. Um, libertarians are kind of just, you know, no one cares. No about one them. cares about them. <laughs> well, but it, um, it, 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 it's it's the same with everything, man. Like if you vote for Trump, you're a racist. Yeah, you're exactly. A, you're, you're a chauvinist pig. You're <laughs> sexist. Whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. If you vote the other way, then you mm. hate freedom. And you hate freedom so- and you hate babies. And <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I, but, it's, it, well, it works both ways. The, the, um, the question that I had was more like, would you, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure I know the answer to this already. I mean, because just listening to how you're talking about loving neighbors and stuff, I of course I know this answer, but would you sit across the table and call someone who has the complete opposite views politically as you, would you say, this is my brother in Christ? Uh, yeah, I would. Um, here's what I would say, though. There was probably a point where I would question their salvation. <laughs> oh, yeah? But, <laughs> well, okay, okay. That yeah, surprised me, Dukes. Go ahead. Hold go on. ahead. Keep going. Keep hold going. On. There was a point where I would do that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think... I think we're all going to be pleasantly surprised with who's going to be sitting next to us in the kingdom of God. Um, yeah. They're going to be sinners of all walks of life going to be sitting next to us. There's, you'd probably be surprised. There may be a couple Mormons, a couple Jehovah's witnesses, a couple that are probably now, again, their doctrines are starkly different. They may think different, but what's the prerequisite? prerequisite for heaven is Um, believing in Jesus and if they believe that Jesus was the son of God that Jesus died for their sin and he rose and conquered death and they they profess him as God they're going to be saved and so and I I've met Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses who have stated that that is true to them now, do I know if that's true to them or not? No, I don't. I can't. I'm not the the, the judge of that. But I do think that heaven is going to look starkly different than every person. In fact, there's going to be people who you thought would be in heaven that are not going to be there. Mm. And that's a, mm-hmm. that's a sad reality too. Um, it, it's it's crazy to think that I, I'm not someone that can. The greatest example I can give, my sister-in-law is like like a hyper, hyper liberal. Um, and, you know, me being who I used to be, super conservative. And, and I would, again, I would say I still hold a conservative palette, if you will. But, like, we would argue to no end. Mm-hmm. Um, but her salvation is I'm just going to say it like this and this is how I'm going to end my my answer um, the heart of this issue the heart of all these issues is the issue of the heart Yeah, I can't I can't judge someone's heart I can judge what they show me I can examine their heart the way that they show it to me but ultimately I don't know the condition of their heart um, I have high hopes that there's some people who I completely disagree with are in heaven 
and and I hope that I can be in some shape uh, or form a an example of Christ to them um, that may influence them um, to follow him yeah. better. Yeah, and I think I do think too. We gotta we gotta remember that I guess the order of things in Scripture as well, because first and foremost, the first thing we see in the Bible is creation, and that every person is created in the image of God. The idea of groups and tribes and nations comes much farther in Genesis, and it's because of people's sin. That all of that has happened so so if I think and I think and I think the reason why that's forgotten is because there is an overall biblical illiteracy mm. in America okay like forget about the church forget about forget about all of it uh, there because of there is a biblical illiteracy we are behind the eight ball in and there is a learning curve to be to be given to people to understand what scripture is uh, and, and what it says. And and we there was a time in America where there is a general point of reference where that was where that where this was common knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's not common knowledge now. So before we ever tackle the an idea of politics, and actually, for us talking and saying this is a political episode, we haven't talked a lot about politics. Um, we have to address the underlying issue. What if our the reason why we are so divided as a as a church on a political on polit- on politics, therefore then divided as a nation on politics, is because we don't have a literacy about a about the Bible and who God is and what He is. So, so, like, I, so I think in politics we attack symptoms, but we're not attacking core problems. So, you know, we see, we see the riots in Minneapolis, we see uh, the death of George Floyd. What if all of that is, is because we just don't have a biblical literate culture and people just don't know who God is and people have hate and sin in their hearts? Well, that I, is actually I, I, more the core I, issue to me than any than an issue about yeah, anything I, about politics. You know, I actually I actually saw a poll, you know, not long ago that uh, where it showed like Christianity in America and like core beliefs of Christianity, and over eighty percent of the people interviewed didn't fall under the core principles of Christianity. You know. Uh, within a biblical context and so it's like 80 percent of american christianity isn't christianity at all and i think that you do get a lot of that because of a lot of this uh, word of faith movement stuff that's real popular isn't teaching the bible um it's teaching kind of a false gospel if you will a christian mysticism more than yeah and most of our most of our I guess people who claim to be Christians come from a lot of those movements. You got, I mean, you got to look like, I'm not going to call out any, you know, pastor here, but uh, Lakewood church, you know, they have so many people on Sunday morning 
that claim to be Christians that don't have a firm and I again I, I can't judge whether or not they're a Christian all I can do is say what they're listening to um, the only the only big pushback that I would say I have on Matt is like saying that okay you know at one point in time we had a core understanding like the people in general had a core understanding of the gospel and the bible and then today we've kind of lost that is we had a lot of different problems a hundred years ago you know i mean you know we still had we still had things like segregation we still had uh you know 150 years ago we still had or 160 years ago we still had slavery you know and those issues were brought up by people who were abolitionists and by faith a lot of it came from the church by faith moved those things out but it was like people had biblical knowledge but still they didn't walk it they out didn't, they sure. didn't walk it out because they were like well this is going to mess up our economy right know? right sure uh, no, I, I get that and I would agree with that the thing what I would say is that every time we as Christians do something wrong we go to the extreme to try to fix it I would and, I would agree with that yeah you would agree yeah I would I would okay and and the thing is, is like when you go to the extreme to try to correct something that you may have done wrong, um, you I, create you a whole lose. new set of problems. Yeah, yeah. You lose. You don't. There's no building on a foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like it's like you tear the house down and build on an existing foundation. And I, again, that's not going to work. Uh, eventually, the house is going to come crumbling down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so. My my take on that would be that, you know, we have you can see it, you can see it from, you know, I, I love Billy Graham. You can see it from you know the Crusades uh, with Billy Graham and how that got really hyped up to where now you can see it with the whole Word of Faith movement. That you know, like it's just it's one extreme to the other where it was hellfire and brimstone to God, God is going to prosper you and and give you everything you need if you just give me money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, it's... Yeah, and you're... I guess you're right in the sense that, yeah, there is a cycle to which we do things, but for a Christian, a follower of Christ, you should not be... And this is actually even scriptural. Uh, Jesus talks about separating wheat from chaff. Well, you're not supposed to be blown back and forth by the winds of of culture and the winds of whatever you're supposed to be grounded upon 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 your relationship in Jesus Christ that is where you're supposed to be grounded in and if you're going to have that then you married with that is a biblical literacy and and uh, a heart that's soft and open to the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. so so it's when our hearts are hardened, it's when we do not know what God's word says, that's when we start and we do go to the extreme of things. That is when that is when we have messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh and and if you want to make a historical for sure, that is why that is why ultimately the probably why there was a civil war. <laughs> because everyone everyone's heart was set in a direction and everyone just kind of fell in line on right. that direction and then ultimately when 
here's my Avengers quote, okay? Here's my <laughs> Avengers quote for the day. Um, Captain America in the first Avengers, he's in the middle. He lands in the middle of Germany, and he's like, you know, the last one that told us to bow or whatever, we and had a problem. I forgot the exact quote. I'm oh, with up. Loki? Yeah, yeah, with Loki, yeah. We disagreed, and he's talking about Hitler. And so, um, so, so, I mean, that is... That, that's what it that's really what we have to guard our hearts against um in, in my opinion we gotta we gotta stay away from tribalism we gotta stay and we stick to individuality and and it's it's funny how god in you being so secure in your individuality that you end up actually finding that community and finding that group god has a funny way of working that out <laughs> um uh it, it's like it's like if you just trust God to surround the people, the right people around you, the people that you need in your life, rather than going out and saying and only and create trying to create your own echo chamber, then uh, it God's way ends up being much better if you just trust Him by faith and let Him surround your relationships rather than you trying to artificially create it. Yeah, you know. So, so um, I mean, I mean. So I guess with politics, politics, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I just firmly believe this from what I've seen, my experience. It, ne it never attacks, it always attacks symptoms, but it never goes to core problems. Yeah. So, I so, I mean, that's just kind of, it's just kind of how it works. And so I think if people kind of realize that, then I think quickly div division kind of loses its power. Yeah. Honestly, like if if we if we as the people of the United States come to grips and into agreement, I think if we all paid attention and were more educated and and smarter when it came to things, we would realize that both both organizations within our political system. Um, there's, I know there's more than two parties, but uh, if people would realize that both parties ultimately are fighting for power and they, they want to be in control, they want to, to have authority in some shape or form over us, then there would be more of an understanding that that's not what we really want. That's not what we as America was founded on. Yeah. And I think that that's a big issue. See, I, I'm a firm believer in this. You know, in Second Corinthians, um, the Bible is very clear. It says that you know, uh, my grace is sufficient uh, for you, for my power is made perfect, uh, perfect in weakness. Um, power is perfected in weakness. Um, I and and I think that what that really means in a lot of ways is like when we become humble about the things that we're not great at, that's when, I don't know, that's my understanding of what that means with power being perfected in weakness. Yeah. It is that idea that God's power is perfected in our humility, um, in our acceptance um, of where we're weak. Uh, Jesus, yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying, man. Grace has to be sufficient. Like, that has to be more than enough. 
Yes, um, definitely. And that's that's the thing is like we as a culture, as a society, we lack grace, we lack love. Um, and I I think that again the heart of the issue is the issue of the heart. Definitely, I see what you did there. All right, Part well, man, well, uh, David, man, we were. Uh, Thanks for joining us today on the, on our episode, man. That was a lot of fun. Thank um, y'all for inviting me. For sure, man. You have a good rest of your work day or day or whatever whatever you do in the. I don't know. If, I don't know if Monday if today's your day off or not, but um, it's not. But, uh, I made it my day off because I worked on Friday there you and go. Saturday. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Well, good talking to you, man. Guess you don't believe in the <laughs> Sabbath. Whatever. All right, man. Uh, I had fun. This wasn't work for me. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you later, man. Thanks again. All right. Thanks. No bye. All right. Bye. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of that fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we're kind of, man. We we dug in. We dug in pretty deep today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, uh, uh Do we need just, to rename the episode. Yeah, probably. Like, probably. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, some final closing thoughts again. DashboardDisciples.GoDaddySites.com uh, to to check out the latest podcast. Mm-hmm. Check out merch so on and so forth um check us out on our facebook page and on youtube and most of all on apple and spotify under dashboard disciples uh like subscribe to our podcast and check out everything that's coming up um, be on the lookout for our letters to the church uh, virtual gathering and uh man um we'll check out some more good episodes next week all right, all right. see all right. you later see you guys adios amigos Bye.